welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bobby. We're excited to talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey, what's up, friends and family? Today's podcast is going to be focusing on the first chapter, the book of Revelation. And so this book is perplexing and is complex, and a lot of people don't know what to do with it. And Bobby and I are really excited because it's a beautiful book. Mm -hmm. It's in the Bible for a reason, and it actually speaks to the church today. Mm. And so we're excited just to pick it up and and dive in. And uh, so many connections back to like the Gospels, but even the Old Testament, especially the prophetic books of the Old Testament, where Jesus is the fulfillment of all these prophecies. Mm -hmm. And uh, as you get in this, just know, like the Bible, this whole book's about Jesus. Right. So in it, there's going to be language that's talking about the splendor of God, the mm-hmm. majesty of God, and these powerful words and imagery. Mm. Um, Bobby, when you think about things that are breathtaking to you and leave you in awe and wonder, yeah. what are those things? Mm, other, first than, thing, other, other than me. I know. Well, that's a given. That's a given. That's number one. <laughs> that's number one. Um, I Well, first thing I think is when... I just love a sunset or mm-hmm. a sunrise. It didn't matter if we, I was living, you know, in middle America for the first many, 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 many years of my life. And now we've been out here on the West coast and it, I think that's probably like number one thing, just watching, especially over the water, watching the sun just descend and all the colors just kind of pop out of nowhere. Another one would be a nature again, I guess, just different mountains that I've been able to hike and climb and then getting to the summit. Hmm. And yeah, just the vastness of, of something like that geographically, um, detail too. This is something I think my kids actually have caused in me where when we go on a hike or when we're outside in nature, it's, you know, we're stopping at every rock, every tree, every, yes, we are. like, did that thing move? What is it? Oh, no, it's just a stick. <laughs> but, but the detail, you know, sometimes we would just look at a leaf and the veins and like the life of a leaf, you know, for oh, a while. Mm-hmm. And just really looking at that, just like, wow, how intricate and wonderful and beautiful that God made this, that we get to learn and enjoy this. So what would you say? What, yeah, what would be I think in nature, ones? definitely like the ocean, yeah, mountains. Um, it's just the ocean is so vast and deep and so little of it has been researched. And the totally. mountains are so big and strong. Um, immovable really in many ways. It's like this, we are so small yet so loved and so important. Yeah. Um, it, it makes you, yeah, just understand and like grapple with what the scriptures talk about when it talks about the grandeur of God, where it's the Psalms or it's revelation, right? Yeah. Um, for me too, just looking at our church on Sundays and looking at the different people groups here at specifically Emmanuel, mm. where you have African Americans, you That's have Filipinos, you have people from Australia and Mexico, you have Americans, you have the Dutch folks, you have uh, people from South Korea, and they're all in the same room in the same small group worshiping the same God. And that yeah. for me is also like, wow. So when I read Revelation, we'll get to the scriptures now, and you're talking about how multitudes are before the Lord mm-hmm. and before the throne. Yeah. And there's people from past, present, future, like from, from our timeline at least, worshiping Jesus is incredible. Yeah. So when it comes to this, just to know that John is the author, mm-hmm. um, he also wrote the Gospel of John, 1st, 2nd, 3rd John. This John is known in his writing, he named himself the one whom Jesus loved, which is, I think, awesome and funny at the same time. 
He includes details in his gospel like he's faster than Peter when he ran to the tomb. He left him in the dust. He's also known as the son of thunder when he wanted to strike down the Samaritans. And Jesus is like, chill out, dude. Mm. Um, We need to be here and be loving. John's also (laughs) the one who at the cross when Jesus Mm -hmm. is dying, looked down and said, hey, son, here's your mom. Mm -hmm. And Mother Mary, here's your son. Basically, John, take care of my mom while I'm gone. And so it's just powerful. And, and the the heart of this book is to be a blessing. So John's writing this towards the end of his life. He's on the island of Patmos, been condemned to death. He's the last of the apostles to be alive. And he's talking about how you'll be blessed when we take the message of this book to heart. Hmm. And just think of James being hearers and doers of God's word. Yeah. So let's dive into the scriptures. When you look at let's verses like four and five specifically, it says to the seven churches in the province of Asia, mm-hmm. grace and peace to you from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits before his throne and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler of all the kings of earth to him who has loved us and freed us from our sins by his blood. Hmm. When it's talking about the seven churches, there are seven different churches that have been planted throughout the Roman colonies and provinces of Asia. What is happening now is John's writing to encourage them and bless them in the ways that they're thriving, succeeding. And he's also going to call out sin in their their community saying, you guys need to do better. Hmm. He's saying you're under the submission, you're under the authority of God who has always existed. He's pre-existed. That's one of the mm-hmm. assumptions of Christianity. Like, where did God come from? We're not sure. But we know that when you look at creation right. and clearly someone made this and then Jesus comes and claims to be God, God has existed forever. And um, the seven spirits he's talking about now, no one knows for sure like what they're, the John's getting at here. But we know that this, the number seven represents completion. Mm-hmm. And so it's like the work of the spirit in in the the church here. And so the Holy Spirit um, rested on Jesus, empowered Jesus, now helps the church be empowered and continue the mission of Jesus. And it talks about how Jesus is the faithful witness here. Mm -hmm. He's a faithful witness because Jesus calls himself the truth. When he says, I am the way, the truth, the life, I think about him being empowered by the Holy Spirit. He's always working Mm -hmm. with the um, under the, the, the really the authority of the Father being called to, to do these things and to speak and preach and heal the sick and tell everybody about the kingdom of God. And I love too how it calls him the ruler of the kings and the firstborn from among the dead. Hmm. Because Jesus is the first one to experience this kind of life where he came as a fully God and fully man. Yeah. He died and resurrected to have his eternal body. And this is a body that's never going to know sin again. Uh, not that he ever knew sin. But it's never going to know sickness. Mm-hmm. It's never going to know pain or tears. And that's the same body God has in store for the Christian. Right. For you and for me when we resurrect. And he's ruler of all the kings. There's no human ruler. There's no political party. There's no um, entity or empire yeah. that is above him. Everything is below him. He is above all things in the earthly and the spiritual realm. Mm. It's like, praise God for that. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's the first couple of verses. That's where I'm at. And then it kind of turns to like this time of praise. Yeah, I think that's where I'm blown away. Just the book of Revelation, I, so much of it is over our head. And I think we can have 
we have the ability though to understand. I think sometimes people shy away because it's like, oh, what could this mean? And what? And so then instead of, instead of leaning in, they lean out. And so it's like, oh, I don't really get this. I'm going to just kind of skip over this or I don't want to really spend time here. Whereas like, you know, us and our podcast, I'm so grateful that, that we have time together and that we're talking about it. And so some of these things that are a little bit trickier to understand, um, we're glad to be journeying with you. And that's, so that's where I camp is how, some of these things, like you're talking about the awe and the magnificence and even the position of Jesus, the firstborn mm. above the dead, the ruler, it actually, it's actually settling in as something where I can, I can hold the mystery and just thank God for it because then it com- continues in those verses to him who loves us. So it's not just this like distant thing that we're, or entity or person yeah. to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and a priest to serve his God and father to him be the glory. And Ooh, so that's good. at the same time as we're kind of standing in awe in the person of Jesus, we, we don't stand far away because, because of who we are being children of God. That's a good word. So that reminder here too, just even in the, just in the greeting and in the blessing of this, it's just like, Hey, remember, like this is who Jesus is to us and what he's done for us. Mm-hmm. And you need to, we need to walk in that reality, church, Yeah, because you're forgiven, you're loved, you're freed. Are we going to sin? Yes, we are. But God yeah. calls us to repentance and to walk in his way. And it's the blood of Christ that now offers this new life, this new relationship, this new <clears throat> empowerment and authority. And I know sometimes that language makes people uncomfortable, but it's the mm-hmm. truth. It's the authority of Jesus that he has given his church to continue his mission. And if we didn't have that, then what are we doing here? Yeah. And he's saying, you're loved, you're forgiven, and Jesus' love dominates. Right. Anything that we have done and has been done to us, in order for the church to be equipped and walk and do what Jesus has called us to do, we have to walk in that reality. Mm-hmm. And sometimes if we, we forget that, like that we're motivated because God first loved us, yeah. then we're missing the point of why God did what he did. And so... To you listening, like you ever remember that? Do you remember and truly believe that Jesus loves you? Mm-hmm. When Paul's writing in Romans 8, he goes out of his way to use these word pictures to make sure we know there's no height nor depth. There's nothing in all of mm-hmm. creation that can separate us from his love. There's nothing in yep. the past. There's nothing in the present or the future. There's no principality or evil. It's like if you repent and you believe, you belong to the Lord he has freed us, and we need to walk in that freedom. Yeah, and uh, know that you're forgiven. That's where we're at right now. And then we're called to be part of this beautiful community. And I especially love verse verse seven because it's a straight nod back to Daniel. Yeah. And verse seven <laughs> says, "Look, he is coming with the clouds, and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him, and the peoples on earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen." And this is a nod back to Daniel. It's coming like the son of man or mm-hmm. Zechariah, who's the Messiah is the one who's been pierced. Jesus is the fulfillment of all of these prophecies. And he's called us to be a kingdom of priests that help other people worship him, that worship God and give God the glory that's due his name. And so mm-hmm. our lives are supposed to do that very thing. You know, priests mm-hmm. in the Old Testament, they're the ones in charge of facilitating worship making mm-hmm. sacrifices. Well, thank God we right. don't have to make animal sacrifices anymore right. because of what Jesus has done. But it is our job to facilitate worship and to turn the attention of, of our life, but also those around us to Jesus because he mm-hmm. is coming again. He says he's the alpha, the omega in verse eight. He's the beginning of the end. He's the God of all creation. He's the supreme ruler. There's nobody that that um, yep. contends with him. 
Mm-hmm. I remember when I was reading Daniel, just since we're here right now, is talking about how like in Daniel 10, Michael came to fight off the right. prince of Persia. Archangel, to, yeah. To minister to, to Daniel, just to give him a word, let him know like what's going on. And uh, in that, it, you're wrestling with like the spiritual hierarchy and you're like, well, who's yeah. Michael's counterpart? Well, Michael's counterpart is Satan. It's Lucifer. So who's God's counterpart? Right. He doesn't have one. Yeah. Like God is alone <laughs> at the highest echelon here. He mm-hmm. is the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the Ruler, Creator. He's everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so what he starts to do now in just first chapter is unpack this vision that he has. Mm-hmm. And he starts to see like God and, and what he looks like. And so if you just on your own can read verses 10 through 16, mm-hmm. essentially he's saying it's on the Lord's day. I heard this voice behind me and the Lord's day is Sunday. It's the first day of the week. It's resurrection day. Mm-hmm. He's saying, this is what I saw. And he says, he saw uh, the son of man. The hair on his head was white like wool, white as snow. Mm-hmm. Well, if you go back to Daniel, you know, that's the right. same description that was given to the ancient of days, which was mm-hmm. describing God, the father, the mm-hmm. eternal God. And it says his eyes are blazing like fire. And it's like, well, a fire refines. A fire burns through all impurities. Hmm. A fire blazes through um, deception and lies. Yeah. And just brings what is good and needs to grow. Hmm. Like, whoa. that That's powerful. He talked about how his feet were like bronze. Bronze is the metal of weapons. Well, God's feet brought grace and the gospel the first time around but here in revelation is talk about jesus second coming yeah and that you know bronze was made made weapons swords shields daggers jesus is coming back for war next time he's coming back to judge and to inspect and that's what it talks about how like this sharp double-edged sword was in jesus mouth and so if you look at hebrews 4 12 it talks about how the scriptures are alive and active and it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit joints and marrow mm. the scriptures judge the thoughts and the attitudes of the heart mm-hmm. and this is the word of the lord this is a sword that's coming out of the mouth of jesus a double-edged sword mm-hmm. that is going to divide the sheep from the goats the righteous from the unrighteous those who have repented and believed in jesus from mm-hmm. those who have not and it's going to come down to those who submitted to the word of God. Yeah. You're like, whoa. And, and I love that, that, what it says in the Bible, where it says, whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. That's what Jesus says in the Gospels. John 5, it talks about how those who have crossed over from death and judgment to life, mm-hmm. those are the ones who have heard and obeyed the word of God. Yeah. And, you know, the last, you know, four verses or so, five verses. I'll turn it back to you, Bobby. It talks about how John's given us this assurance and how he's commissioning the the church and yeah. all these things. And it's like, well, thank you, God, for this assurance because we sure need it. I, It's so true. We, we do sure need it in our moment. But then really, as you were talking about Daniel, I was just reflecting about like how so many times throughout history, whether it was... Um, you know, whether it was Moses and him Hmm. going against Pharaoh and Yahweh making his presence known by sending plagues that were specifically directed against the pagan gods. Then again with Elijah and Mm. how he, he went against the prophets of Baal and God made his presence known with the fire coming down from heaven which was actually like a total knock again against their God because it had been three and a half years because of rain. Yeah. And Daniel too, with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
so there throughout history there's been these pictures of like there's been contention and there's a, this war that's afoot in the spirit realm and then the scene realm and i love that right now first thing in john the language that we're getting is everything's under me the Col- in the book of colossians it talks about how jesus chapter 1 Jesus sustains and continues to keep all of creation in motion and oh, going. That's a good, and good that reference. is what Revelation is getting at. Like, hey, I came as a baby and I came meek and lowly. And I came that you might know love and know grace. And now I am fulfilling all that I said that I would. And I'm coming again where there's going to, we're going to, you know, have fear that's like john's initial reaction is that he literally has to, fell at his feet as though dead mm-hmm. when the magnificence of the son of god is on full display and in that is also our saving grace there's been things around our world just like the time of moses just like the time of daniel just like the time of elijah and now today where we look around and we think this is not right this yeah. is not okay and we long for judgment we long for judgment and so what's in this is the only reason we can long for that is because of the blood of Jesus, how this opened. And so I love that that's the truth of who Jesus is and what he's done. And now we're seeing the fulfillment of the truth, the person of him. And I also love that in this chapter, that's how we encounter, um, that's how John lays this out, is it's not Jesus' mission is introduced before his person. So we know that his mission, like you're saying, is to sustain his people, to protect and um, direct his church. But before that, it's meeting him in his power and might and significant and like, whoa, who is this? And like that word even, I forget what it is in the Greek, but it's Jesus in, excuse me, God all the time in the book of Revelation is um, noted as the almighty Mm -hmm. and how that really comes down to like the Lord of hosts. And that's, that's a battle. Like that's a battle term. Like Lord yeah. of Hosts is like the as a banner. Yes. Like well, it's like the Howie Nisi, I think. The <clears throat> picture of it though is like this is the time that I'm coming back, like you said, to finish what has been going on. But bef- but sorry, I'm mumbling here, but I really think it's so spectacular though that before we get what we're doing, again, we get the person of Jesus and who he is. Yeah. And John describes it and it's just you hold that and you think, wow. Yeah. Like you said, the Psalms talk about like, what am I that the Lord is mindful? Of? Who is man that the Lord is mindful of me? Who am I? Oh, yeah. Um, and that chapter one kind of makes you sit in that a little bit. Like I'm small and I'm loved. And that's yeah. a really good thing. And, and just to kind of help you unpack the very end of this chapter, it, it talks about how that there's a mystery of the mm-hmm. seven stars that you saw in my right hand. And of the seven golden lampstands is this, the seven stars of the angels of the seven churches. And the seven lampstands mm-hmm. are the seven churches. So what is going to happen now in the next couple of podcasts and in the book of Revelation is, right. is John's going to speak, empowered by the Spirit, the words of God to specific churches mm-hmm. and to specific situations. Um, people are not sure who these angels are. If the angel is the head uh, man, the mm-hmm. head bishop or pastor of these churches, or if there is a specific angel that is in this geographical mm-hmm. region and assigned over this church. And mm-hmm. so, if you, again, you go back to Daniel 10, you read there's the prince of Persia. There's a demonic figure assigned a geographical region. Right. So it's possible that there are angelic figures, again, assigned to geographical regions. Mm-hmm. It's also possible that the angel is just the leader of that church. It's the man that God's called to pastor and shepherd that church. Right. And either way, it doesn't really change anything that God set up to this point. Mm-hmm. He's the God of light. He's coming to um, 
eradicate the evil and the darkness, mm-hmm. and he's calling us to to follow him. And so when you think about what's brought up just in this chapter, one, he's freed the believer from their sins. Do you remember and know and embrace that truth yeah. that you're loved, mm. that you are forgiven, and that God's in the with you in the midst of whatever life's thrown at you? When the Lord takes on the name, the Alpha and the Omega, and he's talking about how mighty he is, he's the beginning and the end, meaning he started this, he's going to complete it. Mm-hmm. He, he's bringing us with him and including us in this process. But that God's sovereign, he knows what's happening. He has a plan. Mm-hmm. doesn't mean life's going to be easy. In fact, when you look at early church history and you look at what happened to many of the people in the Bible, life was really hard and very painful. Some people gave their lives uh, to, to follow Jesus. And, uh, and that same might be asked of us today. And so with that, just, I don't know, celebrate that. Yeah. Um, celebrate like, okay, God, you have a good plan and you're at work right now in our midst and I trust you. Yeah. Again, it doesn't make it easier, but when we turn our eyes to the Lord and worship and we look at how God's described, it kind of, we yeah. end how we begin with awe and wonder. This is transcending any mountain or any sunset or any yeah. ocean. This is God is all powerful. And so Bobby and I pray that you would rest in that today. We hope that you enjoyed you know, the 20-minute podcast on Revelation 1. And uh, we look forward to studying this book with you the rest of the way. Yeah. God bless you guys. Thanks for listening. The Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.